Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is our Week 8 DFS look, and this episode is sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer for Pick 6 Podcast listeners later in the show. Joining me now to break down the week of DFS action, uh, we are Heathless this week for the first time in a while. Frank Stample, what's up, buddy? Yo, what's going on, Will? Crazy. What's going on? We're going to win a million dollars this week. That's I'm feeling it. Oh, uh, yeah? This is the week? This is the I week. Want... Heath Heath and his contrarian takes aren't here to talk me off the chalk. I'm here to win. Chalk, chalk just wins money this year, doesn't it? Dude, chalk was all over the place in week seven. And it was a crazy week, too. I think I scored 196 in my cash games, and there were a few where I actually didn't cash. Are you serious? Wow. I had that happen last year one week. It was... And I had like Christian McCaffrey and Will Fuller with the Deshaun Watson stack. And I was up in New, I was up in Stanford with like doing a, doing the show that week, um, from the, the studios there. And I was like going nuts. I was like, I'm going to win a million bucks. And it was like, I won like $200. <laughs> um, better than winning nothing. I faded the, the, my, my big mistake was fading the Sunday night game, which turned out to be how you won all the money. Yep. Uh, this guy too. I was, and it wasn't even that highly owned. That's the crazy thing. Oh man. Yeah. The thing is, I think a lot of people had the decision of Deshaun Watson or Kyler Murray and I went with Watson and mm. I didn't have much Tyler Lockett either in that yeah. game. And it's like, you needed right. Lockett to win anything. Yeah. Anything big. Um, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about this week's games. These are, uh, the over-unders are a lot lower, Frank, although we got rid of a bunch of the, 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 the riffraff because they put all the NFC East games in prime time. So there's no NFC East. Uh, although I guess that's bad because no Dallas. You know, Dallas would have allowed a good stack, but we, we got some, we got some good games. There's, uh, five games over, uh, with totals over 50. And we'll get to those first, including somehow the most explosive game on the schedule. Titans at Bengals. Titans minus six with an over under a 54 and a half. Um, I'll give you uh, over under 33% Derrick Henry owned this, this week. So Henry is interesting and I like him and, and this should be a smash spot on paper, but his price is very high. And there are other running backs like sub seven K that I am very excited about that we'll get to in just a little bit. So I'm going to go under to that, but I do think, you know, he'll have decent ownership this week, but 8,000 is just a big price tag. We know what he's capable of. Obviously he's had two right. games of 30 plus DK points and obviously that game with 43. So uh, we know what he's capable of, but it's just a really, really big price tag. So I'm going to go under that number. Would you rather have Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara this week? Henry's 8K, Alvin Kamara's 8.2K. Yeah, we have to see what happens with uh, Michael Thomas, obviously. Right. I think that's trending towards him probably not playing, which helps Alvin Kamara. Uh, but between those two, I actually probably would lean with Derrick Henry. The Chicago Bears yep. defense has been pretty lights out. Um, Aaron Jones, you know, I'm looking at running backs. We're doing this game. Back. Um, is it, there's, is there a chance Joe Burrow is the million maker again this week? I love both quarterbacks. I, I, I like this game. It's probably my favorite game on the schedule and not just because it has the highest total because there's a few other games we'll get to with a total higher than 50, but, uh, both quarterbacks have been underrated all season in this game. Ryan Tannehill, 6,800. Cincinnati just gave up five passing touchdowns to Baker Mayfield. Baker <laughs> Without Mayfield. Odell Beckham. 
without Odell Beckham. So that should tell you where their defense is at. And they just traded away Carlos Dunlap as well. So uh, Joe Burrow at 6,200. I actually like him more than Ryan Tannehill because you get those $600 worth of savings. And if it weren't for Kyler, uh, Burrow actually would have been the slate breaker. He put up 38 DK points last week, and he leads the NFL in passing attempts. Tennessee has allowed multiple touchdown passes in five straight games. So I like both quarterbacks a lot, but I do lean with Burrow in this in this spot. I feel like there's a lot of chances for bringbacks here. Like you could do a Burrow. You know, if you if you if you do a stack with Burrow, what are you going with? You think, so yeah, honestly, you could do a double stack with Burrow and bring it back with Derrick Henry here. You could go Tyler Boyd and T Higgins or T Higgins. If you wanted to go AJ Green, I think he's actually not that bad. Maybe this week. No, he's not. I he's he's my favorite value play in this game. He's forty five hundred, but you can do bringbacks. You could do double bringbacks. You could stack this entire game. Corey Davis is fifty one hundred, and wow. he has at least eleven point nine PPR points in every game that he's played. So he's been pretty safe. I don't think the Bengals secondary is all that good. AJ <laughs> no. Brown in six is sixty nine hundred, and Tyler Boyd are, is sixty six. So I like those two. Uh, if you want to spend up a little bit more, but there is value plays in Corey Davis, AJ Green, T Higgins is fifty six hundred dollars as well. So I like both pa- passing attacks a lot. And Gio Bernard will be in play if uh, if Joe Mixon is out. Gio Bernard is still just fifty eight hundred. So I mean, I, this is a serious question. I don't I don't know if this is insane or not. But I mean, could you do Joe Burrow? AJ Brown, AJ Green, T Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, like in your flex, is that? I mean, is that just too much exposure to this game? Probably, it's probably too much. But if if we're being honest, if there's one game that's gonna go ballistic this week, I think it's probably this one. I don't think either defense. Neither team, neither team is afraid to like get involved in a shootout, and neither team can stop anybody. Like these are the these are the teams I've been wanting to play against all year long. Because Burroughs, they'll let Burrow drop back 50 times. Yep. T- Tannehill will throw 40, but I mean, more than likely they'll try to run Derrick Henry. And you could do, I mean, I might do this. I mean, I might honestly just go 100% Joe Burrow, which I'm sure will end up biting me in the ass, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and then have it where it's like Joe Burrow with, uh, some like different combinations of AJ Green, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and bring it back with, in different ways with AJ Brown, Corey Davis, and then Derrick Henry. Cause I think you can bring, like, I think any of, any game script is possible here. Yeah. And I've listened to other, a few other podcasts where they pointed out that Derrick Henry tends to, like, when the entire Titans team goes off, Derrick Henry obviously included, like, Ryan Tannehill goes, it's not, it's like when Derrick Henry goes off, everybody goes off. Like, yes, those he are the opens, games. he's like, he opens everything up. Right, yeah. So in those two smash games that we saw from Derrick Henry, it's like Ryan Tannehill also had huge games. AJ Brown also had huge games. And you know, just looking at this slate, I just think that this one has this game specifically has the chance to just go ballistic. Pay attention to the weather, and we'll talk about that for a few other games because that's why we see some lower totals this week uh, and and some totals that are actually dropping right now because there's like 12 mile per hour winds expected in this game and and some mm. other games too. So pay attention to that, but uh, it's actually quite mild compared to some of those other games. So Sunday at one o'clock, looking more like seventeen mile an hour winds. Okay, so yeah, it's it's even that's increased a little bit. Oh my god, I cannot I cannot believe I'm going to talk myself out of like four four different and four fifty miles. I mean fifty degrees, twenty percent chance of rain. I can't believe I'm going to talk myself out of this game because of like fifteen mile an hour wind, and I'm going to be so mad when it goes over like a billion points. Yeah, but again, like the Raiders and Browns. Expected like 20 plus mile per hour wins. Same thing oh. with the Packers game as of now. Packers and Vikings expected over 20 mile per hour wins and like 35 degree weather. So well, let's get, let's, well, let's get to that. Um, any, anybody else on a sleeper in a sleeper situation from this game? No, I, I think we pretty much hit on John Smith is okay at 4,100, but he actually split work pretty evenly with Anthony Ferkser. So, um, uh, I don't, don't really love John either. Okay. Um, and if John was out there, you don't really love Ferkser either. So. No, they cannibalize each other for fantasy value. I played Ferkser last week. That that didn't go very well. <laughs> um, Cleveland at, or excuse me, Las Vegas at Cleveland. As uh, Frank points out, the weather in Cleveland looking a little. If the weather in Cleveland is bad, shouldn't the weather in Cincinnati be bad? Twenty six mile per hour wind. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
No, yeah, th- this week is crazy for weather. 60% chance of rain, 50 degrees. That is a hellscape. Yeah, it's not good. But your point is is valid. It's like, it's just weird that it would be, how far away are they? Can't be that far. I am, you're asking the wrong guy. He, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. Geography, not my strong suit. Oh, uh, they say they're four hours away. Oh, and Cleveland is on the water too. I forget that. Like Cincinnati is just in the middle of like a chili bowl. Like right, Cincinnati is so. actually closer to Indy, way closer to Indy than Cleveland. In fact, closer to Pittsburgh. And so, yeah, all right. That, that helps. That the helps. weather doesn't, the weather, it just seems like they should be next to each other because the Browns and the Bengals are the same organization, I guess. Um, is this a Kareem Hunt smash spot? Yeah, absolutely. I love Kareem Hunt in this spot. Uh, he played 90% of the snaps last week. He is $6,900 on DraftKings, and Vegas' defense is just bad. They're 29th in pass defense DVOA. They're 29th in run defense DVOA. So uh, Kareem Hunt, I think, is probably going to be one of the chalkiest plays this week, and I have absolutely no problem playing him here. And I would like Derek Carr. He's only 5,500, and he's actually played really, really well this season. He's like a top 15 quarterback for fantasy purposes. Uh, he's only $5,500, and all the optimizers love him. But maybe the optimizers are not factoring in those 20-mile-per-hour winds and, and rain and everything else that's going to go on there. So I, I want to like Derek Carr, but I think we see a lot of running in both sides of this game. So uh, Kareem Hunt is far and away my favorite play here. Do you have any interest in Josh Jacobs? I, I don't hate him at 6,200, but Cleveland has actually been okay against running backs this year. They're only allowing 3.7 yards per carry to the position, and uh, Josh Jacobs has only gone over four yards per carry in one game this season, so he's actually been very inefficient. Uh, so he's okay, but, uh, I mean, I'll spend the $700 more on on Kareem Hunt. Um, it, it sucks because there are a few passing uh, options in this game that I want to like. Henry Ruggs at 4,900 should be right. in play if the weather was okay. Rashard Higgins at 4,200 uh, went over 100 yards last week and was tied for the team lead in targets. Darren Waller, 56, should be in play. And Harrison Bryant was a, a you know a smash play last week. He was a smash, week. yeah. He's only 3,200, and if there's no Austin Hooper, Baker likes to throw to tight ends, but but this weather is just kind of throwing everything for a loop. I'm trying – stat. I, I really don't like Stathead. Do you, do you – have you used, like – um, like stat head versus pro football reference. I know it's the same thing. Yeah. So in order to look up specific things, I like I can, I can look up stuff on the, I could look up stuff like in 30 seconds on, on pro football reference mm-hmm. on the fly. I can't look up anything. I'm trying to find what Derek Carr's stats were in cold weather games, but I don't see how that, it doesn't show up when you look in stat head. Like, how is that not, how do they not have game filter where it's like temperature time zone game result? What are, what are we doing here guys? <laughs> like I need, I need game temperature. I wish I could ridiculous. Um, time zone. Cause I wanted to see what I want to see what Derek Carr's results were in like 26 mile an hour wind. Yeah, that would be useful. Has he traveled across the country at all yet this season? No, but he usually stinks in those spots. Yeah. I actually remember a few. Obviously, I'm a Jets fan. We brought up before. It's very unfortunate. But a couple of years ago, the Raiders and Derek Carr came to uh, MetLife to face the Jets for like a 1 o'clock start. And it was just the Jets won by 20-plus points or something, and they had no business uh, winning, at least by that much. So, uh, yeah, that is something that sticks in my mind when it comes to – so we can look, we can look up temperature. Uh, oh no, no, it was two years ago. The Jets were terrible and Derek, they blew out the, they blew out the Raiders. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I picked the Jets that weekend. It was, I mean, it wasn't even close. It was a slaughter. Uh, so let's choose the, sorry for the doing this on the fly people. Um, Derek Carr did travel to New England earlier in the season. Oh yeah, but I don't think it was very cold necessarily. Yeah. 261 and two. It's an okay game. Yeah. And the Patriots might be terrible. They might. I'm actually worried that the Jets might have a chance to beat the Pats in one of their two you games. Don't, you don't need to worry about that, Frank. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you can you can relax about that. Um, hey, let's look up the year. So they, when you generally speaking, this is a team that's not good under 45 degrees. The last few years, I don't think. So Derek Carr's been there since 2012, right? 
That's they've only that. played in five games. Eh, maybe they're fine, or it's 50 degrees or less. I'd love to see high wind because I don't think that's Derek Carr's preferred setup. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to do this for any longer. But I, I agree. I think you avoid Derek Carr. I don't think you can go with um, Baker Mayfield either. I think it's just Kareem Hunter, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I, I will have some Darren Waller because, okay, sure. they're not going to take shots down the field with Henry Ruggs if there's wind, but they could throw these short and intermediate routes and let Darren Waller work after the catch and use him in the red zone as well. So Darren Waller at 5,600, and on the other side, Harrison Bryant, 3,200. If there's no Austin Hooper, I like both tight ends. Okay, that's fair. Uh, 49ers at Seahawks. Seahawks minus three and a half. The over under 53 and a half. The, uh, or the, the 49ers are kind of good. And yeah, the Seahawks the haven't played anybody. That's something I came to realize this week. The Seahawks haven't played anybody. Yeah. And this is obviously a divisional matchup. So it's huge. So I'm, it's a weird game because I do think the 49ers defense is pretty good and they have had all these injuries and they're actually getting a little bit healthier it looks like uh cornerback Quan Williams is going to return this week for the 49ers uh but with all the injuries to the Seahawks running backs i think we could just see another like 35 plus pass attempts for Russell Wilson in this spot so I think you have to have a, a, some exposure to him, especially in GPPs, but the price tag is obviously high at 7,800, and I think if you're going to pair him with someone, uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett again. It's not just because I'm chasing last week's points. It's because he's still three or $400 less than DK Metcalf, and I think he either has the same amount of upside or even more upside than Metcalf. Yeah, so, for sure. So if I'm going to yeah. use Russell Wilson in this spot, then I'm going to pair him with Tyler Lockett. And, and on the other side, Brandon Ayuk just went over 100 yards, 5,800, Oh, I think it might be a smash this week because no yeah. Debo Samuel. Right. The Seahawks can't guard anybody outside. They'll play IUK outside. Oh, and if you're Seattle, you have to worry about George Kittle too. Yeah. And, and I want to I like Kittle. This is one of those games where you could see the targets get out of control for him, like 10, 12, 15 targets for Kittle. Yeah. But 7,000, I think the Seahawks are probably going to focus on trying to stop him. There's a chance Jamal Adams returns as well, and obviously that would uh, affect um, – yeah, Jamal Adams. Oh my goodness. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 7,000 is clearly yeah. the top tight end, right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that I could get behind Kittle at that price, but Ayuk for sure. Garoppolo, you can't do it in cash because it's just too, like, he could go out there and just lay an egg. And it, like, so for GPPs, okay. If no think, Jamal Adams. I don't mind Garoppolo and Kittle as a, as a, as a GPP play. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that makes sense. Because, uh, you know, people might not be paying attention to the news on, on Adams and the target share could just be massive for George Kittle in spot. But Ayuk, I think for sure is a, a smash at 5,800. And he's probably the player that I'm most likely to play in this game. Well, and the, you, I think you probably either need to go cheap, a tight end, just looking at it. I think you either need to go cheap with like a Harrison Bryant or, you know, if you want to come, if Mo Alley Cox is out, come back to Trey Burton, who had a really good game the last time against Detroit. That's not a terrible matchup. Yep. Gerald Everett could do okay. There's, there's all the, the Cleveland tight end thing is just so jammed together. As we mentioned, Tennessee is a problem. Um, Hunter Henry, not a terrible matchup, but could be low scoring. Robert Tanyan, good matchup, but it's, it, I don't know. It just feels like, you know, Waller's in that wind. Andrews has Pittsburgh. Kelsey could smash, but they could, they're 19 point favorites. Who do you want to take? I mean, like that could just be a Clyde Edwards. I mean, I don't know. I think it's either Kittle or go cheap, maybe. No, yeah. I think that that makes sense. Um, and pay attention to the news over the weekend because we've all these, all this tight end value has come out like late in the week. Friday last yeah. week, Austin Hooper with the appendectomy. And two weeks ago, it was. Um, O'Reilly Cox. Well, like Cox was out and then Trey Burton. So the past couple of weeks, we've had these and awesome who was the tight end plays. Who was the other one that was a good tight end play that blew up? I mean, like if, like if Johnny Smith is ruled out for some reason, like Ferkser is a good play or Ferkser is hurt, yeah. you know, gets hurt in practice, something like that. Yeah. So pay it like that, that has been the winning strategy the past couple of weeks and, and a large majority of the season is just paying attention to the news and whatever tight end gets ruled out, like the next man up has just been really great for DFS this year. Well, and last year, last week too, it's like, you know, Joe Mixon ruled out late. Aaron Jones ruled out late. And so even though it was super chalky to go Gio and Jamal Williams, it paid off. Now, Gio had to score receiving touchdown to, to like get his value there. But I mean, like both those, I mean, you could have jammed those guys in the winning lineup and gone with a bunch of like Lockett and Cardinals guys and you had a great week. I mean, that's, and that's 
And that's a lot of, like, the, the winning lineups last week, they all had Jamal Williams. They all had Gio Bernard. I mean, sometimes just because it's chalky, you have to take the free space. And it's right. hard to set lineups this early in the week. Like, we're recording this on Wednesday. But, you know, as the week full unfolds and you figure out practice. That's sort of why you have to wait, though. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you need to get to Friday afternoon, I think, at least to see, okay, here's the injury report. Yes. And then make your decisions because if, if you're, you're like, if you're thinking about going with George Kittle, you're like, I'm going to, George Kittle is a smash spot. And then Moai Cox is ruled out and you can get Trey Burton for nothing against a Lions team where, you know, the Colts are probably going to have to, I, anyway, we'll get to that game in a second. But I mean, that's sort of the point. It's like, you can't, don't get locked into something early in the week because you just don't know. Um, any other, who's running the ball for the 49ers here? Your guess is as good as mine. Coleman back? Uh, Tevin Coleman is eligible to return, but we have to pay attention to the news there to see uh, if to Michael Hasty. To Michael Hasty is 5K, which is not terrible if there's no Tevin Coleman, but the Seahawks have actually been really good against the run. Their defense has been terrible against the pass, but, yeah. um, yeah, Hasty at 5K could be in play, but he's another, we're getting like all these running backs this week. Hasty, the Ravens guys, Melvin Gordon, like we could have a lot of really good value, but it depends on the news, obviously. Right. And Hasty's not like if, if Hasty's not okay. Aaron Jones is out locking Jamal Williams. Hasty's a, no, 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 no. If no. Tevin Coleman is out, then maybe you can play him as a, as a, a low, low, a kind of a low price pivot. He's not even like a 4K guy, right? Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing with DJ Dallas on the other side. Like the three really? running backs ahead of him are all hurt. He's not right. a good player, but at 4K, if he's going to get you 15 touches, then yeah, he's in play. All right. Uh, that's going to be a nice fall, Chris fall game up in Seattle. I bet there will be a bunch of people up there trying to be comfortable and watch football. Maybe they can do so. Say prepare for winter in wearing some express. Uh, and I'd like to highlight the art of essential for men collection from express, a fantastic group of clothes. Who doesn't love a good waffle knit crew neck sweater? That's something I can settle down to watch football in, but also podcast in afterwards. If I ever get to leave the house, Ever again, it's something I'd wear in a social setting as well. Versatility at its finest. So check out what Express has to offer and text the word football to 397-737 to receive $25 off a $50 purchase. All right, Vikings at Packers, Frank. Packers minus six and a half, the over under 53 and a half. The Vikings have shipped off. Um, I keep thinking they traded Everson Griffin, but they didn't. They traded Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> yeah. And they should only make life easier for Aaron Rodgers. It does sound like it might not be Aaron Jones might not be back this week. If Aaron Jones is not back, will you return to the Jamal Williams? Well, Oh, absolutely. Even at $6,100, his usage last week uh, was just, it was exactly what we wanted out of him. He had 23 touches, 19 rushing attempts. He scored a touchdown. He had four receptions as well. He played a buttload of the snaps there. So even at $6,100, if there's no Aaron Jones, the Vikings defense has been better against the run than they have against the pass. But oh, that's still, okay. yes. yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really sure. mean much anyway. So, uh, yes, I would definitely be interested in Jamal Williams. This is another one of those games with uh, the weather here, Will, that we have to pay attention to because mm. last I checked, 37 overcast, 20 mile per hour winds in Lambeau. So that, wow. Is does not sound great for the passing attack, but if it were to ease up and and get better throughout the course of the week, and again and, we record this on Wednesday, like we don't, it's yeah. it's you can't lot that these are decisions you need to make on Saturday or maybe Sunday morning yes. when you know you're seeing it on like the on the pregame shows and they're it's like out here in Green Bay the frozen tundra you know the wind is whipping this is going to be a tough environment that's where you're like maybe I'm out on Devonte Adams. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And like, if it's okay and you can get involved, I, I think that you should because this is a big point total. It's over fifty. I don't think the Vikings defense is good. They lost Daniel Hunter for the season as well. And in Week One, Aaron Rodgers went off for three hundred and sixty-four yards and four pa- and four touchdowns. Devontae Adams went off in Week One. He just went off last week as well. Guess what? If you didn't have Devontae Adams or Tyler Lockett, you probably did not cash last week. So that is. Correct. Uh, that is you know, the upside that we're dealing with, he's $8,800 though, Will. It's insane. 8800 for Devontae Adams. So, I mean, that's tough. more and than Alvin Kamara. Yeah. If you have any doubt over the weather, like you really have to be sure that it's going to be a smash spot if you're going to pay, play him at 
$8,800. At $8,800, what kind of ownership is he going to have coming off that box score last week? Because the next, the next highest price wide receiver is DK Metcalf at 7,500. And then you have Adam Thielen in this game as well at 7,200. I mean, 8,800 is a lot. It is a lot. I'll say like eight to 10%. Wow. Really? So not even, not even up to like 20%. Even, I mean, I that I mean, I just feel like was he, he was highly owned last week, right? Oh yeah. He was massively owned. Right, but he paid it off in, I mean, in spades. Like it didn't, if he was 50% owned, he still paid it off. Yeah. He was like the high priced, uh, because of the running back value. He was like, if there's anyone you were going to spend up for last week, it was Devontae Adams. Right. Um, okay. So I, I mean, I don't know that you can, pl- I mean, I hate, I don't want to say you can't play him at the win, if there's a lot of win, because that just seems stupid when he goes bananas, but it is tough to stomach 8,800 bucks in a game where, the Vikings have lost two of their starting defensive linemen. Not that either one has really been healthy or against has been good against the run and Ngakwe and Daniel Hunter, respectively. But, you know, this could just be a game where they just feed Jamal Williams and be like, all right, Kirk Cousins, throw in the wind against us and come back. Have fun with that. Yeah, that's – I think – I think roster rate this week is going to just be wacky because I think the weather is just really going to throw things off a little bit here. So people are, you know, there's going to be a slight indecision and some people are going to try to take advantage of it and be like, oh, well, it's contrarian play, it's GPP. I can, right. you know, I can, I can get some leverage on it that way. Um, and, but some people are going to be scared off. So it's going to be interesting, uh, to see how that goes. Devontae Adams, I'm looking at it right now in the, uh, the giant double up last week. He was 45% rostered. Wow. That's substantial. So when you look at, but see, when you look at these games, the one thing they don't do on your phone, at least with DraftKings, is show weather. Right? I believe they show it on the desktop. Yeah. So, like when you're doing the when you're doing the lineup builder, you don't see. No, that they do. Like, there's no like, you know, it's like opponent ranked 29th. I mean, I just don't. I don't know how you fit in Jamal. I mean, Devonte Adams. Oh man, that's, it's, that is a that is a crazy price for a wide receiver. Yeah, and especially if you want to, you don't have to stack it with Rodgers, obviously. But if you just if you want to get Devonte in there, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get some running back values this week. We're gonna have to, you know, if there's no mix in, where you get Geo. If there's no Aaron Jones, and even at 6100, it's not a great value. Yeah, I just wonder if they might, if people might venture down to Adam Thielen instead. Like, so oh, this could be a blowout. They'll have to throw. I mean, Thielen just doesn't have. I mean, I guess he. Does, I mean, he has. He has upside, but it's not. He doesn't have. I mean, Devontae Adams has played four games, and two of them have been forty-four points or more. <laughs> He's a monster. It's ridiculous. He has twenty-six catches in two, two, like two games. I saw that he's on pace for like 160 targets. Meanwhile, he's played like two and a half games. He missed three weeks. I mean, it's in yeah, three and a half games. Whatever it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's three and a half games. I mean, is it if the, if it's that concentrated? If Rodgers is going to him that much, then it's it's gonna be really hard to get away from it. Yeah, and, and we have brought up some wide receiver values already, so it's it's not impossible. You pay down a tight end, you find the cheap defense. Last week it was you know Washington. Everyone was on Washington and made a ton of sense going against Dallas. So I'm kind of sad we don't have Dallas on the main slate, so that we could just you know start a defense against. Yeah, that. that's right. But um, Rodgers seventy six hundred here. I wouldn't. I can't have any interest in that. Yeah, like I, he has big upside too, but give he's me already Burrow. exceeded his. I mean, but like against Tampa Bay, they they shut it down. They won't do that against Minnesota, obviously. But he dominates bad defenses. He does dominate, bad and the defense. Vikings are bad defense. But they they blew out the Lions, and he only had he barely had he didn't even crack twenty. They handled the. I mean, a twenty four and a half. I don't know that he has slate breaking upside though. Probably, eh, I don't know. Like I don't know. even, I mean, he would, I think he needs to score a rushing touchdown. Like Tannehill's been a better DFS quarterback over the full course of the year, right? Yeah, based on you and know, so is Burrow value versus yeah. because Rogers' um, salary has been consistently higher than Tannehill. So I'll, I'll, right, let me ask you this: If you play Devontae Adams, do you need? Because if you play Devontae Adams, you need thirty-five points to pay off his salary. 28 points? Yeah, like 25 to 30 would be great, and like anything more than 30 would be just... Okay, so 25 to 30 to pay off his salary. But if he goes for 25 or 30, don't you have to have Rodgers with him too? 
Well, say Rodgers throws uh, 275 and two. And that's a good point. And Devontae Adams gets like 10 for 150 and those two touchdowns. And you don't even want Rodgers. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right. So maybe, and and he's 7,600. So I don't know if you can stack him. I have no interest in Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Me neither. The thing with Thielen, he's 7,200, but I think that his upside is starting to be capped by the emergence of Justin Jefferson. And, I, and I'm wondering if coming off the bye, do we see even more Justin Jefferson? I, I do like for the Vikings that their target share is so concentrated just between those two guys, basically. But, you know, if you're going to take a shot on one of them, uh, given the game that we last saw from Jefferson, why wouldn't you just spend down 700 to get him instead of Thielen? I would also assume that Jair Alexander is going to be on Adam Thielen and not Justin Jefferson. Thielen ha- did have two touchdowns against him in week one, but that's probably total, total garbage time. Yeah, that's something they're probably, the Packers are going to try to rectify, I would imagine. I-, I still don't think the Packers defense is very good. No, it's not. But for some, like, they're shutting down wide receivers. They've been pretty good against them this season. I just don't know. I don't know that I want anything to do with those guys if, if we're in a situation where there's a ton of win and these guys need, like, a crazy comeback. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Yep. It's asking a lot out of Cousins and, and those guys. All right, I don't know why we're lingering on this game so long. Uh, I guess there are a couple monster guys. Colts minus two and a half at the Lions. The over-under is 50 in this game. Which seems surprising, no? Yeah, I sort of, I saw that. I was like, I'm going to take the under here. It's like a smash underplay here. Um, well, the, I guess the fact that it's in a dome and all these, we're talking about all these other games sure. that have concerns over, uh, weather. We don't have to worry about that with Detroit. I think both defenses are in play. I, I really don't. Wow, both def- the Lions defense? Yeah, I don't think they're good, but I, Philip Rivers is probably good for at least one turnover in this game. Uh, so the Indy defense is ranks fourth in DVOA, fourth against the pass and fifth against the rush. And this is a, you know, counting for schedule and they haven't played anybody so far. The Detroit defense is actually 18th and they are 23rd against the run. Is this a spot for Jonathan Taylor finally? It should be for the 15th week in a row. He's $6,600, so it really comes down to his price point. And it's, all right, at that price, you could spend $300 more and get Kareem Hunt, who I think is in a better spot. Or if yeah. Aaron Jones is out, you could spend eight, you know, $500 less and, and you get Jamal Williams. So I like him. He shouldn't be, uh, he won't be owned. He won't. He won't. And there have been some whispers that, you know, all right, coming out of the buy, like, uh, you know, they're going to hand it over to Jonathan Taylor and we're going to see like 20 plus touches in a good spot here against Detroit. So I think it's a GPP GPP play for sure. He is in play, but in terms of cash, I think that we just, we have better running back values. He's had one game this year with over 20 carries. That was against Minnesota in week two. They had a huge lead and he finished with 22 fantasy points because he averaged 3.9 yards per carry and did score one touchdown. He's not heavily involved in the passing game. That, like he went up against the Jets in week three and had 13 carries and they won 36 to seven. Now their defense scored twice. I understand that. I mean, they, they've blown out. Oh man. I, I just don't know. They were losing to Cincinnati. They got, they were losing to Cleveland, I guess. They manhandled the Bears and the Bears have a good rush defense. He, there's, he is going to be 5% of max. Yeah. I agree. And it's a good matchup too, but it just, um, depends. Like if you just, Based on the other names that we have, that's why I, I can't get behind it in cash. But you know, as a as a leverage play in GPP or tournaments, then uh, I could I could see it. Trey Burton is is super cheap, and we spoke about him a little bit already as well. But it need Mo Ali Cox out to do it. Yeah, yeah, it I mean, like there were games where Mo Ali Cox was in there, and he still Trey Burton has still seen five plus targets in each of the past three games. So is, I just I think they really like him, and he's just the guy. But it would help if Mo Ali Cox is out. Is DeAndre Swift uh, just a startable second running back? He is, I believe he's like 52 or 5300. 53, yeah. um, and he did play a season high 45% of the snaps in week seven. So I, I like the way that it's trending, but AP is like still just doing enough to be annoying. And yeah. I think the Colts defense is actually legitimately good. So I'm probably going to pass on DeAndre Swift. And it looks like based on at least the game logs, he's only going to run if they're up big in the second half. Like that's like Jacksonville is where he got 14 carries. Now he'll probably get four or five catches and one of them will probably be a touchdown, 
But for him to really blow up, I think he needs, they need to have a lead against a bad team. And I don't know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe this is not the spot for that. Uh, any interest in Stafford, Galladay? We're not even going to mention Philip Rivers or any of the wide outs. Not really. The, uh, the Lions past events has actually played a lot better. And I, who are you going to trust in, uh, in Indy? You know, Zach Pascal has, been okay, but Marcus Johnson had a big game last time out. T.Y. Hilton is still there lingering, and of course, uh, Phil Rivers likes to throw the tight ends and the running backs, so can't really endorse any of the wide receivers here. Kenny Galladay, love the player, just don't really like the matchup versus... 6,600 uh, is a lot, too. Yeah. He's got it. I don't know this is the game where he pays it off with two, two long scores, you know what I mean? And, and I think his price was similar last week. It, it was 6,700 last week in a Great spot at Atlanta. Yeah. So now it's 66 in a tough spot against Indy. No, thanks. The, the, the Lions don't play fast and neither do the Colts. No, this, this, this is, is a smash be, under. Yeah. It's like betting wise. I think this I don't is a, know why it's 50. It's, I don't need it. They, like they're going to, the Lions are going to run Adrian Peterson and the Colts are going to run Jonathan Taylor. Does Kenny Galladay have a, what is his highest? You sort by fantasy points. What is his highest, his big, the biggest game of his career? I'm just seeing, does he ever put up a, I don't know if he's ever put up like a true ceiling game for a guy of his skill set. I mean, I, last year he had 123 on six catches with two touchdowns and 158 with one touchdown. Yeah. The thing is, he's never, as great as he is, and I, I think he's super talented. Yeah. He's never like a target hog. You know, right. he's not like the Calvin Johnson or Megatron of this offense. Ever since Megatron retired, Stafford really just spreads the ball around and he takes what defense gives him. So as good as Gallagher. He doesn't have a career game. He doesn't have 10, a 10 catch. He didn't have a nine catch game in his career. Yeah. No, he's not one of those like huge volume guys. He, he makes great plays down the field. He only has 10, He'll, 10, 10 games with over a hundred yards in his career. And he, like for an, for a guy who's as good as he is, that's really surprising. Yeah, right. maybe was all six of his receptions were contested catches last week. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Jets at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 19 and a half over under 48 and a half. I'm not, I guess the 48 and a half points come from the, from the Chiefs here. I'm not sure how many come from the Jets. Do you think your Jets will cover and or, wait, are you Jets or Giants? How do I keep forgetting that? I'm a Jet fan. You told me earlier. Yeah. I was like 100% sure you were a Jets fan. I was <laughs> scared. Um, I guess I just felt bad either way, but the, uh, I don't, I don't know that you, I don't know that I feel comfortable playing even like Chiefs in this spot. As bad as the Jets are, I don't feel like this is a, I will say I'm going to play Le'Veon Bell some. Narrative Street, right? He's, oh yeah, absolutely. $4,600. You have to imagine that Andy Reid's going to try and get, get him in the end zone at least well, once. I mean, what's the second half going to be? Them feeding, like wasting carries on Clyde Edward Lair or giving Le'Veon Bell all the revenge he wants? That's why it's hard to get behind paying up for really anybody on the offense outside of Le'Veon Bell just because he's so cheap. But Patrick Mahomes, uh, Clyde Edwards, Elair, who I, I don't hate. CH is probably the, the second player who I'm most likely to play in this game. Uh, Tyreek Hill is 67, Kelsey 66, and they all might not be playing in the fourth quarter of this game. So. I mean, maybe the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the Jets are going to cover. I think they probably lose between like 21 and 28 points. I think the Chiefs are up 14 in the second half, second in the fourth quarter, and Le'Veon Bell rips off a long touchdown run. Yeah, he might have one even before then. Yeah, sure. he, was, he was pretty involved. He was more involved last week than I expected him to be in his first game. I don't think it's that they don't like Clyde Edwards Lair that they want to uh, anything like that. I think they just want they're like, listen, we can play Le'Veon Bell, and we can get you know you can keep you can keep they're a running team now. Like yeah. they pass the ball a bunch, but they're a running team because that's how defenses want to play them. So they're they they want this extra running back who they can feed and like keep the wear and tear easy on these guys. Yeah, like let's remember Clyde is a rookie, and obviously the Chiefs have aspirations of making a deep run into the postseason. They don't want to wear this guy. They don't want to give him twenty to twenty five touches every single week. Absolutely, you run him into the ground and he won't be well. He won't be ready to go by the end of the season. If you keep him around 15, 16, you know, eighteen touches, you give Le'Veon Bell the other whatever eight, ten, twelve. That's perfectly fine. Six carries, 39 yards, no targets in, in week seven against Denver. I mean, if he gets, he could get 15 to 20 carries in this game easily, Frank. Yeah. 
No, I, I think Bell is probably the the guy I'm most likely to play in this spot. Forty six hundred dollars, and, and we're talking talking about trying to pay up for Devontae Adams. This might be one way to do it is to get one of these cheap running backs in here. Um, Chiefs defense obviously in play going up against Sam Darnold, who man, I, I think it's more the offensive line than Sam Darnold. But I don't blame Sam Darnold for this. That. I blame Adam Gase in the offensive line. Save that for another day. Denzel yeah. Mims on the other side. That's that's your cheap play. Thirty two hundred dollars. Oh he saw seven targets last week. Oh, he got seven targets last week. Wow. Okay. Um, the Chiefs secondary is really good, but where they have struggled at times is is with outside wide receivers. If Crowder plays, will you play him? I don't. I mean, I I don't want to play Denzel Mims, but if you just do need a salary saver, he is one of them. Um, yeah. No, I I think like it's a decent leverage spot too. Like even if Crowder plays. Like people are no one's gonna play Denzel Mims, obviously. Uh wind slight factor. Fifteen mile thirteen to fifteen mile an hour winds. Yeah. Yeah. Not too concerning, right? Maybe. Yeah, I mean it's if it's, I'm playing I'm playing a lot of Le'Veon Bell. We're not playing much of the pass passing options in this game anyway. So uh Steelers Ravens. A great game on CBS. Maybe not. A high-end game for fantasy purposes. Or maybe so? I can't really get behind it. And this is one of those situations where you have to pay attention to the practice reports and see, like, if Mark Ingram is out, sure, like, J.K. Dobbins at sub-5K is definitely $4,600. Like, he would be in play. I want to like one of the Steelers wide receivers, but the Ravens secondary is legit. And... You know, if I'm going to choose one, it's probably Deontay Johnson. The guy just had 15 targets last week. Um, so I, I don't really love this game. with an ankle injury, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, like, this is the cheapest he has been all season long. Hmm. But for a good reason. I, I, I will have a little bit of Lamar Jackson, just in case. But last time he played against Pitt last season, he threw three interceptions. And it was... Probably his worst game of the season. 19 for 28, 161 yards, one touchdown, three picks, sacked five times, 14 carries for 70 yards in their first meeting. Did you not? I don't think, was the last one week 17? Oh, yeah, he sat out week 17 when they played Pitt. Yeah. So that's crazy to think about. I'm sure if Heath were here, he would be pumping up the contrarian play, and I, I can get behind that. A few lineups. With contrarian play, Lamar Jackson, uh, and Hollywood Brown would be the one that I want to pair him with. $6,100. The Steelers have struggled at times to wide receivers this season. So he is the guy. Uh, I think it's a tough spot for Mark Andrews, so can't really endorse that. It's really just, all right, a little bit Lamar, a little bit Hollywood. And if Mark Ingram is out, you can look at J.K. Dobbins. Who would you bring it back with if you stacked Lamar and Hollywood? Juju. Yeah, I mean, if Deontay's healthy. Ooh, 14 targets last game. Juju is... 5,400? All right. Not terrible either. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that Deontay is, is beat up, it, it's one of those two. It's how can you get away from the targets? And uh, I'm, no one's probably going to own Claypool. So if you, you I just don't know that this is the game that you want to attack. No. I, but maybe, I, maybe you know, maybe that makes it a contrarian play. No, and, that, and that's exactly why, like, I will have a few lineups with, you know, the Ravens here. But it's just really hard to get behind any of any of the Steelers, it's the Ravens coming off a bye. They've had a few weeks now to prep for this game. Divisional matchup. AFC. Everybody's talking about the Steelers as the team that's going to win the the division now. Yeah. It does. I, I feel like the Ravens might roll here, but I don't. I don't know if it's like because Lamar just has this monster passing game. I don't. I wouldn't think so. I, I would think it's because their defense shows up more than anything. Yeah, and they and they lock down Pittsburgh and they score seventeen points on like a pick six, and Lamar has a one long passing touchdown, but then. That's still not enough to put you over the top of the slate at that price. Yeah, it's like something like a 21-14, like 17-13 kind of game, something like that. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll rip through the lesser games. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. 
The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are the Rams minus four at the Dolphins? Tua Tungavailoa starting. Any inter- more interested in Tua or more interested in the Rams defense? More interested in the Rams defense, but I'm just interested to watch him play in general Absolutely. because I just don't really know what to expect. And, and it all kind of caught us off guard, including poor Ryan Fitzpatrick, who said he was heartbroken. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, but I, I am interested to see how Tua performs in this spot. But I, it was interesting that they chose this game for him to start, considering he's going up against one of the best pass rushes in the league. And he it is. Doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for him. Coming off of a hit. What are they, what are they doing? He had the Jets and the Jaguars. Why are you starting him now? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand the logic either, but, uh, I can't play two in this spot. Uh, I do, I kind of interested in the Rams defense. Miles Gaskin is still way too cheap. He is $5,200 and a large majority of his value has been targets. Yep. And we don't really know if two is going to throw him the ball, but still, even at 5,200, I can get behind Miles Gaskin at that price. I think I was reading, Lance, I think it was Lance Zerline's, um draft. Oh, no, maybe it was Mike Renner, pro football focus, but the draft profile for Tua. And it's like, if you get, some people think if he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't see it on his first read, he sort of panics. And you wonder, will the Dolphins make it, like try to create as many, and I think Chan Gailey can do this, create as many easy first read opportunities for Tua as possible. And that makes sense anyway with a rookie quarterback, right? So if you're doing that, it's not going to be, you know, like a multiple wide receiver flood concept. You know, you're going to have slants. You're going to have quick, like, like, Hey, look, look to the first read. If it's not there, then go, go to miles Gaskin out here on the swing pass. So it's very possible that he could end up with a lot of looks. I think Gasecki is kind of a sneaky play. Cause you know, you could see a, a rookie uh quarterback lean on, you know, his, uh you know, you can see a, a rookie quarterback lean on his tight end. The guy I love in this game is Daryl Henderson. And he is 50, 5,900. 5, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's basically the guy. He's still not seeing a huge workload in terms of snaps. He's like been between 50 and 60% of the snaps. The, the problem for me, Will, is that Malcolm Brown does just enough to be annoying. And like, he does do just enough to be annoying. Sometimes they use him in the red zone and, and sometimes like they, they just have drives where if he's rolling, they'll just continue to go with him and, and he just won't leave the field in the red zone and, he gets a few targets here and there. He just does enough to be annoying. So within this game, if I'm choosing a running back, I would, I would take the savings on Miles Gaskin for 700 less. Okay. Um, I, I don't really, I like you said, the, I'm fine with the, I like the Rams defense, but not a whole lot else. Chargers minus three at the Broncos over under 44. Not a, uh, not a, not a lovely game. No, no, not very excited about this one at all. Uh, could be a game where the Chargers actually roll here. Uh, Justin Herbert. Fantastic last week, but the Broncos defense surprising, like the 49ers, the Broncos defense has been beat up, but they've still been like pretty good all season long and they got AJ Boye back last week. I don't know that that's going to matter. I think Herbert could be fine, but at $6,900, I just can't get behind him at that price. Keenan Allen was a great play last week at 6,200 and he's 6,200 again. So while the Broncos, all they do is feed, all all Herbert does is feed Keenan Allen. No, like the targets, he sees a, like 25 to 30% of the target share. And then Herbert basically spreads it around like a few deep shots to Jalen Guyton. He'll throw a few touchdowns to random backup tight ends that just make you want to pull your hair out. If you have Hunter Henry on your teams. Uh, but yeah, can't get behind Herbert. I think Keenan Allen's a decent play. And if Philip Lindsay is out because of this concussion that he's dealing with, I think Melvin Gordon at $5,600, just because he's probably going to see close to 20 touches would be in play here. Okay. Um, is this the first or second time they've, it's the first time they've played, right? Yeah. I believe it is. Yeah. 
Uh, Saints minus four. Yeah, I don't really love anything in that. I don't like Chargers Broncos. I think it's a low scoring game. Yeah, that I means Chargers sense. pound the ball and Herbert will take some shots and Denver won't do much. Saints minus four at the Bears over under 44. I love this over under. It's going down. It wasn't 45, which is a, you know, it's moving, it's going to be moving past a key number. I don't think the Bears do anything on offense because they're not good on offense. And I mean, I would be interested in Alvin Kamara, I guess, but the guy I might be more interested in would be Latavius Murray. Just getting that garbage time. So, yeah, blowout and they don't want to run Alvin. Like, I think if you're paying for Alvin Kamara, you, you run the risk of like, you're, you're asking Chicago to, to do something. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Nah, yeah. They've, Nick Foles has just been terrible and they have nowhere else to turn because him and Trubisky are both quite bad. I like the Saints defense as a result. So if you want to go with the Saints and Alvin Kamara or Saints and Latavius Murray, which is something that could pay off. Cause look, if you get one or even two, it's not inconceivable, two defensive touchdowns from the Saints. You're probably not going to see a lot of Alvin Kamara in the second half, which will lead to a lot of Latavius Murray in the second half. So, uh, Lat Murray is $4,300. The problem here, Heath, uh, Heath, I just called you Heath. You are not Heath. You are Will. Good problem is, he is only $300 less than Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Latavius Murray. I would rather have Le'Veon Bell. Cause it's basically the same role. Yes, but for, and, uh, I, I'm not going to say a much better offense, but a better offense with, Kansas City, obviously. Oh no, no, no. Much, no, no. Kansas City is a much better offense against a much worse defense. Yeah, <laughs> but in like the same sort of role, you know, like, right. like if if it's the second half and the game's out of control, that's the guy who's going to get fed. So I, I just think that the Latavius Murray could be a contrarian type of play. But you're, I mean, you go Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and you're hoping for two. Like those are your two cheap running backs. You're hoping for two second half blowouts and just to cut these guys loose. Yeah, no one's gonna have. No one will have that combination. Some people will have Le'Veon Bell, but there will be no Latavius Murray. I can guarantee you that, and and that's how you get De- uh, Devontae Adams in your lineup. That That is how you get Devontae Adams in your lineup. Uh, all right. Patriots at Bills. Bills minus three and a half, over under 43. I have a hard time having any interest in anything here, although I suppose I could uh, – maybe Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. That's, even that is hard. It's yeah. how I'm not ready to count the Patriots out because every single time we do that, the, you know, Belichick finds a way, but that was with Brady. Uh, Cam Newton looks like a shell of himself right now. And I don't know if it's COVID related, but I know that that's Ooh. been a storyline all season long. He has not looked himself since he's returned from COVID. Like there's no way, like you cannot press up against that. Like that is an actual fact. He has right. not. I mean, like I, it's not, I don't think it's weird to ask, is this COVID related? Yeah. Like, did the, did the, did the week off, like, when you had COVID, like, funk you up for a couple weeks? And is there going to be, like, a recovery time where he comes back? Now, it's also possible, I think maybe Bill Simmons said this on his podcast. He's sort of, like, clawing for reasons to why the Patriots got blown out by the 49ers. But maybe they, they didn't want to show, they're, they're saving up for the division game this week. Like, come into the San Fran game, you get behind early, you're like, uh, we're packing it in. We're not coming back against this team. You think that's a real thing, though? You think that's real? Like teams just pack it in because they just don't want. I think I, I think it's I mean I think it's possible that the Patriots are like this game is over and we like I think Bill Belichick has to know he can't come back from a regular season game against a good defense when he's down eighteen to twenty points. Like he can, it's possible, but I think it's pretty unlikely. Like if he's playing Seattle, maybe or Oakland or Las Vegas every week or Las Vegas maybe, but like San Fran, I just don't think it was happening. Also, this game. Profiles have 20 plus mile an hour wins as well in Buffalo. Yeah. No, this is a contrarian game all around. Like people are going to look at this game. They're going to look the other way. So, uh, Josh Allen, we saw what his upside game might actually be a play. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. Like if it's 20 miles an hour win, you Buffalo's defense is terrible. I don't know who you're stacking with. Maybe it's just, I don't know. It's not a stackable option. Uh, it wouldn't be. It would, you know, Look, where Cam gets his values with his legs, right? And, and in competitive games where he has been trailing, you know, the Seattle game comes to mind where he, he runs for all these yards and he scores two rushing touchdowns, had two rushing touchdowns in week one against Miami. Like, that's how he gets his value. You don't have to stack him with anybody. So, man, 5,700. Yeah, if you just want to light some money on fire and <laughs> take a shot here, contrarian play, nobody will have Cam Newton this week. Uh, nobody will have Cam Newton. I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, like the Bills are a bad defense. You can run on them. And if it's 22, if it's 20 mile an hour win, the Patriots are not going to ask Cam 
Like that might be why they're like, get him out in the second half. Like pull him out of there. We don't need him taking shots. We don't need him running. We're going to let him run 40 times next game. Cause they need this game. They have to, this is a, almost a must win game for the Patriots. If they want to stay in this season. And there I'm looking for their implied team total. It is, it has to be like 20 points. So if they score two touchdowns, I, you have to think Cam Newton's involved with both of them, whether it's throwing or him rushing. Almost certainly, unless it's a defensive score. And if he scores two rushing touchdowns, he, I mean, he already he pays off there already. Right, absolutely. And that's before the passing. Like, yeah. if he finishes the game with 60 carries and two rushing touchdowns, he's paid his price, right? Yeah, like, don't get don't get crazy with it, but yeah. a little, little Cam Newton sprinkle this week. You talk right. me into it, Will. All right, let's do it. I like it. I can't wait till we celebrate this Cam Newton millionaire maker uh, next week. All right, chalk. All right, we're doing main slate. These are going to wrap it up. Main slate, chalk play, your chalk play of the week, Frank. For me, it's Kareem Hunt at 6,900. Some weather concerns there. Coming off a game where he played 90% of the snaps, I think 20 touches is a safe floor against a bad defense in Las Vegas. He is, he, he will probably be my most rostered running back this week, Kareem Hunt. That is a very good choice. Uh, I will go with, I want to go with Derrick Henry, but I will go with instead Jamal Williams. I don't think you can go wrong with it. He's 6,100. 6, he will be owned by a lot of people or rostered by a lot of people, and he will pay it off if Aaron Jones doesn't play. Yeah, same thing with Gio, too. Like He would be in that same mix, 5,800. If, if Mixon doesn't play, right. Just run it right back from last week. Well, all right, favorite value play, cheap, bottom of the barrel, under 4K play. What do you think? I like Harrison Bryant. I like, I'm going with the Browns here at $3,200. Of course, this is contingent on Austin Hooper being out, but I don't think he'll be back. You know, had an appendectomy late last week and he didn't practice on Wednesday when we were recording this and Baker likes to throw at ends and Harrison Bryant just had two touchdowns. So 3,200. Did we say under four? Is it under 4K or under five? It's under 4K? Yeah, under 4K. Okay. Cause that's dirt cheap. Um, I will say Burton is under 4K too. Yeah. Trey Burton was the one I was kind of looking at. I also think that I will go with, I'll say Rex Burkhead. I think it's a Rex Burkhead. You look at that weather, you look at Cam rushing it. It feels like a Rex Burkhead game. Like when, when they've played well offensively, it's been Rex Burkhead getting involved for the Patriots. So I'll, I'll throw, and like, and he, I mean, he's not afraid to have a two touchdown game. So Trey Burton would definitely be one of them. Probably you got to sort, they, they sort all these guys. You got to get, it's hard to find. The guys below. Oh, Denzel Mims, we mentioned, is a guy who should be involved in there. Yeah, he's what about Josh Reynolds. He he's coming off a one touchdown or two touchdown game. One touchdown game, but they lined him up in the backfield. He ran out of there and he caught that pass. It was it was a very impressive. Yeah. Setup for the yeah, some optimizers I've looked at like Josh Reynolds this week too. He's only thirty one hundred. How many different optimizers do you look at? Uh, I've got a few. Okay. What what are your preferred optimizers? I use some of the sports line stuff. Okay. And I uh, use Daily Roto. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, I've never used Daily Roto. I use like I've got Fantasy Labs and uh, Roto Grinders. All right. So let's uh, let's meet up. Let's switch. Yeah, we should collaborate. Too, and have, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good call. Uh, all right. What uh, any beer that you've sampled this week? Oh man. Speaking of sampled, I went to this spot called the Sampler in Brooklyn, oh, okay. and they literally just have a fridge filled with craft beers, and you like create your own four pack. They give you the little thing on top you that's lovely. on top and you just choose a bunch of random stuff so uh i tried a sour surprise surprise oh, it was fine. flying blind sour ale blackberries and strawberries from torch and crown brewery and it was great awesome how about Love you it. anything good uh i had a uh what did I have? again i've still got this wiki weed here but i did a, a stout last night it was a cookies and cream uh Stout with like cinnamon and like, you know, like a bunch of different, like, like those, it's a dessert stout. So there's a bunch of different flavors brewed in there. And I had that while watching uh, my raised bet evaporate in the thin air. Yeah. That's perfect for the fall too. The Halloween. Exactly. It was nice and like chill. And yeah, yeah. I got another one of those. I've got like a, there's another, I have, I have two more in there. I can't remember what they're called. Like one, like all different dessert types. They're like one's espresso or whatever it is. They're like blended wicked weed. So I tried that and that was a uh, pretty fantastic. Nice, very nice. But it, yeah, if anyone's in the in the Queens Brooklyn area, the Sampler, awesome spot. All right, check out the Sampler. Uh, all right, Frank, thanks as always, buddy. This is fun. We ripped through all the games, and this is a tough slate. I don't think this is profiles as a 
like a free chalk slate. I think this is going to be you got to you got to work for your for your for your million bucks this week. Yep, yep. I would uh, I would agree with that. We'll see what happens later on in the week if some value opens up, if some running backs get ruled out. But as of now, it's uh, looking a lot tougher than it was last week for sure. All right, buddy. Thanks as always. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.